Hello and welcome to the Dustin and Eric Podcast Show brought to you by most of the networks. Hi, I'm Dustin. And I'm Eric. Today we're on part two of episode 12 where we'll talk about antenna alignment. Again, joining us is Jeff Jones and Art yeah. Feldman. Hey guys. Thanks Good guys. To see you guys. Yeah. So we'll jump right into alignment. So Art, Jeff. Uh, alignment seems to be a really common issue with any vendor, any antenna, with anybody out there, especially for greenhorn people who've never done it before. They get a signal, they get connected, they think they're done. Mm. Where almost always they're on some kind of side lobe. Uh, just, uh, I've had three or four customers just this past week that I've emailed with, corresponded with. They said, oh, this link sucks. Why does it suck? And so I go through and ask them, you know, uh, you know, what type of antenna are you using? Uh, did you make sure that you figured out which direction this is pointed in? You know, just general questions about their installation. Uh, one guy said, oh, we pointed it at a pole. We think it's the right pole. <laughs> he comes back and says, oh, we accidentally pointed it at a flagpole, and our other end is actually behind some trees. So you're going through a whole slew of troubleshooting questions, but the, but the meat and potatoes is, have you peaked it? Yeah, and are you sure <laughs> right. you're not connected to a right. side lobe? Like, there's another guy who had a B11, and he's connected at Neg 75. I can't get this any better. Mm-hmm. And so uh, we actually have a, a cool video that Eric and I are in with a, a B11 alignment, which it's a, a general alignment part in that video. It tells you how to peak your antenna. You want to take your antenna all the way to the left till you lose signal, all the way to the right till you lose signal. Then you want to bring it back to the middle where you had the best signal. And you do that same thing for, you know, antenna tilt up until you lose signal, down until you lose signal, bring it back to the middle. And almost every time that should get you, you know, right where you need to be. And you have to do this one antenna at a time, uh, one end at a time. You can't be playing with both ends at the same time because you're never going to get that aligned. Rule, rule number one, yeah. Uh, and we'll be on two-way radios often if we're in that range. We'll say, hey, I'm gonna let's. I'm gonna do my side first. I'm gonna do my azimuth first. It doesn't matter. I'll do my azimuth first. The other thing is, once we link, once we get blue lights and everything's linked up, peaked or not, but it's linked. Um, I like to take a sharpie out and tick mark the mount and and whatever part of hardware, whether it's a hose clamp on a small radio or it's a big or it's a big Jarius on an 11 gig system. I'll tick mark some things. That way, I have some relative starting point in case I lose when I'm doing my azimuth. Uh, I can always get back to home base, right? So you have an emergency thing. Maybe you linked up. It's it's dense fog. You got a tenth of a mile visibility. I don't care what part of the spectrum you're on, but there's there, you can't see the other guy. He doesn't have a he doesn't have a halogen lamp on that side. You know whatever. There's a, the landmark is that tree down at the below down there, which is a tenth of a mile. That's all you get. And so I like to tick mark a few points as and L, and uh, when I have some kind that's of a, link. That's a great suggestion, right? Jeff will agree that uh, most, I would say 70% of our calls, a lot, the, the reason they're having the problem in the first place is alignment. Right. So we'll see, we'll, and getting, getting the right target, I think, is, is a great starting point. So you actually know where am I supposed to be at. So you can use a single, the design tool like uh, Dustin's showing up, up here, or you can actually, uh, our product will give you the actual target you're supposed to shoot for. Um, if you're, you know, a lot, a lot, of, a lot of times you may be, 10, 15 dB off your target, mm-hmm. and then you're seeing five, five numbers go up and down. You're seeing yeah. your, your performance go up and down. Once they get it within 2, 3 dB, right. my God, the, you see such a let, huge let the, difference uh, in performance. So it, real quick before yeah. you, you cut in, 
So Art, I see my target level at neg 112. Why is that? And should I shoot for that? Or what's wrong here? What's going on? So as you know, the intended gain is is missing or it's incorrectly um, numbered. So the so basically yeah, the it's not adjusted. So or, yeah, yeah, so it's so not if factored you, in. So we have as Dustin mentioned, we have two two types of products, right? We have the connectorized right. antenna and we have the integrated antenna. Integrated antenna, don't worry about it. We've told you what the antenna is. And the target is automatically picking up the antenna. On a connectorized product where you have to actually enter the antenna gain, if you don't enter it correctly, guess what happens to your target value? It won't be. And oh. like Dustin said, you're going to get 112. Right. So there's a lot of people out there who cheat and don't put in antenna gain and then wonder why their target value is incorrect. So because you're not configuring your radio correctly, you're not getting the correct value. So if you need that data to align your radio, which most often or not you do, it's probably best if you actually put in the correct uh, antenna gain for your connection. Is it still still true if I'm on the, uh, the the general dashboard, regardless of the radio, the UI on the radio, if I'm on the general dashboard uh, and I see that, uh, and I, I'm looking at my RSSI right there, uh, does that take still take a little more, say I make a movement, I'm trying to peak, get a better signal, does that, does that refresh on that uh, RSSI uh, is that still a little slower than if I go to the target aiming page, the aiming target page, which is faster? That's still faster, uh, regardless of firmware and, and across the radio board, right? Go to the aiming tab and aim there. You'll get a faster RSI recovery. So to answer your very long-winded question yeah, right. here. <laughs> Help uh, me out here. So Help basically you're talking about the dashboard UI compared yeah. to the the, uh, the aiming, aiming tool. Aiming. So the aiming tool is quicker and yeah. much more responsive than the actual dashboard UI. Mm -hmm. The dashboard UI is updating a lot of different data at the same time. It's not just focused right. straight on the actual DB or the target of the radio. So if you hit the aiming tool, that's all the radio is focusing on. It's at the focused moment. on just right. the, the. I think it refreshes uh, yeah. once per yeah. second. Yeah. yeah. So you got you got to let the change on these links and, and different. Uh, five and ten gig you got to let the uh, the change recover too uh, so we'll go to the main dashboard drop down to the bottom right and look at the look at the, well look at the error rates and then look at the chain and the snrs and stuff and let those see how your horizontal and vertical change it see how everything's doing right that's so they kind of balance after channel change yeah or yeah. well no after after just a signal oh. adjustment yeah that's sure that's a common yeah. mistake if you don't if you do it too quick uh, you might breeze right by the optimal signal value. Yeah. So make an adjustment, wait a couple of seconds, and then adjust accordingly. Right. And depending do one, on, and do one side at the time, too, or right. you'll be there right. all day long. And depending on what frequency you're using, you should make yeah. quarter turns or eighth of turns. If it's a higher frequency radio, you want to do very, very small, very minute adjustments. Yeah. Five gig is a little more forgiving. Two, four, 900 megahertz is a lot more forgiving. But, you know, you need to... Regardless of the type of radio or frequency you're using, you always need to do slow quarter or eighth turns depending on what you're doing. Make it make an adjustment and, and wait. Make an adjustment and wait. And continue in the same direction, like, say, uh, to the right. Uh, and then, and then as, as you first mentioned, and watch that signal go down. We want that thing to get worse and worse and to make sure we're off off the lobes and then go back to the the primary lobe and so. i know it's scary to lose that right. what you think is a good signal i still don't like doing proper alignment because i'm scared to lose that good signal yeah but if you do it right you'll get a better signal right yeah 
Well, I remember the time you and I went did that installation of the B-24 uh, radios out there on the coastline. And both of us were on walkie-talkies. And I remember it worked out really well yeah. where you were making the adjustment and I was calling out these, the RSSI uh, signal and it worked it really worked well because we were able to make the changes in real time so you're in range it's 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 a lot easier on it like an fm like a simplex handheld yeah, we were radio using FRS instead of radios. trying to text yeah. or slack back and forth with some no, kind of no, delay no. potentially the good old-fashioned yeah. walkie-talkies right. work great because you can uh, communicate you. with the other person and it'll i i really believe i've heard people doing it but i've I've heard people actually installing and, and aligning radios with one person, and yep. that's just uh, you're set up for failure. I've done it. It's not easy. No, yeah. it's not. <laughs> we, we all do it. Just get, bring someone else along and nothing else. Have them call out the uh, the signal report as you're making an adjustment. It'll save yourself a lot of time, effort, and yeah. And then a wrap wrap on that. So you, so we'll get the we'll peak peak the azimuth. I'll communicate to the other end of the link. I'll, hey, I'm, I'm peaking my az- I'm gonna, azimuth. I'm going to stop here. I'm going to lock my azimuth down <clears throat> right here. So you lock that down carefully, and then I'm going to do my elevation. A little up. So hang tight. Move it a little more. Hang tight. Let it recover. And back down. Get that peak. And then tighten that up. And I think I'm satisfied. I communicate to the guy on the other side. Okay, it's your turn. He's on the, uh, he's on the station side. He goes. Does the same procedure. So... A couple of more things here is you can also use landmarks to help you get your radio somewhat aligned. Yeah. Once you get connection, then it's a whole lot easier. But you have to aim to get the radio connected first before you can really do fine-tuning. So uh, what I do is you know, I study both sides of the link. I look at Google Maps or the design tool, pick out some stuff that's easily identifiable when I'm out in the field. And I know that I need to shoot over it, to the left of it, to the right of it. And that way I can get my radio in the general direction. It'll link up, uh, you know, sometimes at neg 80, sometimes at neg 60. It depends. But at least after that point, it's easier to actually get your radio dialed in and uh, locked down at that point. If, I'm, if, I'm, uh, if, if, if I can't lock in, <clears throat> I can scan for ID, see if my radio on the other side's in the field there, in the, in the vision there, and uh, lock in on that. Maybe I've got a character out of whack for the credentials for the link too so you can go to the scan right. id on the link uh, tab and, and, and right yeah uh, grab yeah. it that way great comment because right. we'll do that all the time we'll tell customers for, and you can do that from the station side right, right? because from the ap yeah. ap side you're only going to pick up other aps <clears throat> uh station side you do a scan for ssid and then it'll pick up anything it's actually seeing so right, that's, right. A, that's, a, that's a great comment yeah. one yeah. one one note on also on uh, azimuth and finding the other side of the link at, off the tools most of this stuff is true north is that not correct uh, as far as the map these goes, are all yeah. as far as the map this is true north so you guys Correct. get out there with your iPhones and look at the compass because you're going uh, 42 miles or three miles and you get your iPhone out make sure that that's on true set your compass on your your smartphone to true north uh, because uh, maybe you also you want to double check your work and you get a you get a $15 compass out lensetic uh, magnetic compass guess what that's magnetic north and in San Francisco and Silicon Valley we're about 14 degrees difference that could make all the world of maybe, maybe you don't get it quite the link or not so you, you gotta you gotta adjust for declination yep. uh so just make sure your smartphones if that's what you're using is on uh, true north so that way it lines up with your map tool so real quick here i know that you guys said alignment's about 70 percent of your uh, your calls or your chats what are the steps that you go through with your customers to uh, figure that out that's their issue and to get them to actually fix their issue 
Well, I think the first thing is to identify that the radio is set up properly. You know, we've seen where customers like Art had shared uh, where they did not have the uh, antenna gain set properly. So the target value was negative 112. So getting that number correct by putting the proper gain of the antenna into the access point radio is the first thing that needs to happen. The second thing I, I would say is, you know, it's just ensure that the SSID and encryption key or uh, password is set properly on both sides so that the radios will, uh, in fact, link up. I think that's really important as well. And then um, the other thing is I always like to start off, if it's a radio that has 20, 40, or 80 megahertz channel, I like to start off on a non-DFS channel preferably uh, 20 megahertz yeah. wide so that your spectral density will ensure that your signal is nice and strong and will be seen on both sides of the link. So, you know, you can always adjust the size of the, of the, of the channel or the amount of power later on, but starting off, you should, you should yeah. try doing a 1x20 uh, non-DFS channel. Good one. Yeah, so I guess we rely on your target and rely on the design tool for your signal level. Start there, yep. understand what your signal level should be, and then when you're actually seeing your link, you can see how far off are you from your uh, from your goals. And make sure you're pointed in the right direction. Pointed in the right well, direction. Well, it's funny you said that because we were talking about earlier, I was thinking about sometimes that we've done some pretty crazy things back out, back in the day when I was in the field. Way back then, uh, we, we stopped at a Safeway and got some uh, shiny balloons and hung them up on the uh, access point side. Awesome. And we were shooting a signal across a river up in Oregon. And it was really hard to see the access point, but when we put the balloons on the access point, it made it really easy to uh, identify the location. And as funny as that sounds, it actually worked. The other thing, too, is I think is having a, a pair of good binoculars is really important, along with a, a good compass. You know, Again, it doesn't cost a whole lot of money, but it'll save you a lot of time if you have the right tools. I think the balloon idea is a great yeah. idea, except if you have wind. Wind, wind can be a deal closer, yeah. And it's all the way to the bottom. Well, we like, even, where's my balloon? Yeah, yeah. We even tried using lasers and gun scopes and all these other crazy ideas. Which shooting were, at each other. Well, no, nah, I wouldn't say shooting. Yeah, you're close. Yeah, yeah. Fire for effect. But no, uh, you know, we tried that. And, and the laser actually worked. But, uh, I mean, by the time you get it set up and calibrated, you could have already done the alignment. Well, you can go f flare. You can shoot some flares up yeah. at the station, flares at the AP, yeah. and then and then and, and load creative. some tracers. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's how we did in field artillery anyway. Yeah. SOS. No, no, no. He's just aligning the antenna. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Don't, don't worry about it. <laughs> but, yeah, get creative. Right. All right, guys. Well, uh, thank you very much for being on the show again. Uh, definitely uh, very good information for us and for the folks out in the field, uh, for new and experienced uh customers alike so i uh, appreciate it and uh, we'll see everybody on our next episode of the dustin and eric podcast show thanks art thanks jeff thanks hey, eric. welcome thanks, thanks dustin. guys thanks, thanks for tuning in please hit the subscribe or follow button to stay up to date with our latest podcast which will be available on youtube itunes google play and soundcloud